the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Underway for a Thursday. We are now on the downhill heading towards the weekend, which is always a good thing. We've got Ken Yang, I believe he is in Atlanta, and then we have uh, J.R. Davis joining us by phone as well this morning. Morning, guys. How are you? Doing good. You know, I'm a state of morning. Little state of confusion this morning, Dave, because I called your cell phone and <laughs> not the radio. Funny. I was like, "Why is?" I was like, "Why are you answering?" <laughs> I thought yeah, it was funny. Yeah. That was funny because I looked down. I go, "Oh, Jr. must not be able to make it today. He's letting me know." <laughs> and he said, "Are you on in the morning or in the afternoons now?" And I'm like, "I'm in the mornings, well, Jr." <laughs> yeah. Well, I was like, I know it's the mornings, but maybe because I was like, "Why is Dave answering this call?" It's usually, you know, Heidi, and she puts through it. I realized I was calling your cell phone, so that's yeah. right. That's okay. That's all right. It's no look. I I haven't even gotten used to getting up at a quarter till four in the morning to be here on time and to be ready to go on the show when we get going. All right, so let's talk about something really bizarre. Did you hear what President Biden did yesterday uh, with uh, OPEC? Did you hear about this, guys? Evidently not. OPEC. Well, I, you know what OPEC. You know what OPEC Plus is, right? That that's yeah, OPEC Plus I, Russia and stuff. Yeah, I think yeah. he wanted them to drill, right? Well, he wants them to. Pro- he says he wants them to produce more oil. That's what he. The White House yesterday made the embarrassing move to call on OPEC and its allies to boost oil production as pump prices climb, underscoring alarm over the U.S. loss of energy independence under this president. Domestic producers said Mr. Biden should have looked to them to bolster the nation's oil supply. But then, see, he would have been on the bad side of the left who wants us to cut back on our oil production. So now what's going to happen is we're going to be back in the same situation that we were uh, before uh, President Trump made us uh, energy independent, and we're going to be dependent on, uh, you know, OPEC and all the other countries so they can have us literally, no pun intended, over a barrel. Yesterday, when you went and got gasoline for your car, the price of gasoline was $1 a gallon more than it was a year ago. One dollar a gallon. So think about that as you fill up your tank today. Unbelievable. 
Go ahead, JR. Um, I'll let you jump in on this. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I it's very apparent uh, when you go to the gas station and fill up your car. It's now I've gotten to the point, I haven't done this in years, where normally, Dave, right, you go there and your son's going to fill it all up. Now I'm to the point where I'm like, I'm going to put 25 bucks in, you know, and <laughs> not go all the way uh, to the top. So, I mean, it's definitely an issue, I think, that we're going to continue to see. Um, but I think that, you know, uh, the whole situation yesterday, um, you know, I think it was where I saw where a White House official um, uh, that they, said that the administration uh, wants to simultaneously push forward an ambitious climate agenda while being vigilant that middle-class families don't suffer from temporary surge in gas prices as the economy recovers. That is the most, like, right? I mean, that's the most confusing statement in the world yep. when you're talking about a Biden White House, that we want to cut down on this, but we need more of it at this moment <laughs> to <laughs> yeah. help. I mean, it really, it's very bizarre when you hear something like that and read it. Okay, well, think, think about what this could mean. Well, we, we don't think we're going to need as much in the future because the economy is going to suck so bad that we won't need as much oil to keep it running. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. It's odd. It's amazing to me. This this administration, look, I, I always make fun that I, I lived through Jimmy Carter and I thought he was the worst president uh, ever. And then I lived through Obama who was worse than Jimmy Carter, and now I'm living through Biden, which is who is the worst president ever, ever. There's no doubt about it. He's this guy is just doesn't understand what's going on. Go ahead, Ken, jump on in. Well, I mean, you yeah, you are correct. Uh, you know, uh, President Kamala Harris is is the worst president we've ever had. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, it's 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 always interesting. You know, when we when people talked about President Trump, you know, one of the things people loved about him the most is he was so proud to be an American. He he worried about Americans and and people that had jobs in America and how to get those jobs back. And so, while even though you know President Biden's pushing for this because this is his own deal. You know, it's it's pretty you know clear cut that the reason why we have rising gas prices is because he's killing energy here in our in America while promoting it you know outside you know in Russia and in China and in other places. Yeah, we we literally are not only seeing gas prices rising, we're seeing all prices rise. I mean, inflation is moving forward at a, at a pretty good clip right now. I think I saw overall they're saying that it's looking like August is going to be about 3.2% overall. And and here's what his people say. Well, that's not as fast as it was in July. It was up 5.7% in July. And the reason is easy. There's an easy answer for that. It's because the economy is slowing down. <clears throat> Go ahead, Jr. I thought he was there. Okay. Did you have some? I'm sorry. No, sorry, Dave. I had a. <laughs> I'm telling you, this morning's been something. I had my alarm going off, so I went to click stop, and then I muted myself. <laughs> anyway, it is what it is. <laughs> so, 
But I will say that the the Biden White House, it, the, the it's very interesting to me how things have gone about, and you know, it's it's sort of what we saw in the campaign trail, and and Biden is prone to gaffes and stepping on his own message. Um, you know, we see this in the OPEC deal. Basically, hey, we have we we want to address climate change. We're going to put a ton of money behind it, but oh, by the way, we need cheaper gas for people. So let's do that also, and call on you know OPEC of all places to to up their their uh, gas production, then oil production. Then you see earlier this week when he gets his infrastructure bill uh, through the Senate at three or um, um, in the afternoon and then he gets his budget at three and a half trillion at 3 a.m. in the morning. So that afternoon, the infrastructure bill, he's up there and he's talking about that. And it's a big accomplishment for this administration and their agenda, right? That's, that's a big deal. He steps on it all over the place, talking about Andrew Cuomo and how he's a quote unquote hell of a governor. Um, and I, and I just laugh because it's just one example after the next with, with this administration that they just can't seem to get out of their own way when it comes to, um, you know, their agenda news priorities. It's sometimes it's just, you just kind of sit there and you scratch your head like what's actually happening right now. Well, if I'll tell you what's happening right now, we're going to start importing oil from, from OPEC. We're, uh, putting together a budget that's being pushed forth by a communist uh, that has a place in the uh, the Democrat Party, and uh, it's $3.000,000 more dollars that they're adding to it. That's on top of the little over a trillion dollars that, there were, that some Republicans agreed to, 19 to be exact. Neither of those was... Uh, you know, Republicans from uh, Arkansas, both Bozeman and Cotton, voted against it. But I'm just, you know, they're doing everything back asswards. I mean, it, it is amazing to watch this. And it, I think the American people are really starting to, to hone in on this. They said that his his approval ratings now, talking about Biden, is at 46 percent. And they figure they may drop as much as 16 percent more before november of this year go ahead ken um i mean it's it's you know it's just interesting because the democrats just know that nothing's sticking you know 2022 is around the corner um you know the republicans are have been slated to win the house you know, and, and, and often we talk about, well, maybe, you know, the Democrats will keep the Senate. You know, it'll be close. It'll be hard. You know, at this point, with with how the administration's going and what the D- Democrats continue to stand for, and really the only thing that they that they can, that they're trying to stand on is, is January 6th, is, uh, you know, it's the fact that, I, you know, at this point, they may even lose the Senate. Uh, uh, they may they may come back and and find themselves with with neither the House nor the Senate, and I think they're really panicking. They're panicking. They're they're trying to do things, but everything that they're doing is you know as you mentioned is is the opposite of what they said said they would t- do to their party. So let me just ask both of you: We're we got a, a break coming up that we got to get in, but I want to ask this question before we go. You all are involved very closely with the political races here in the state of Arkansas. Is it looking more and more positive for the Republican side here in the state of Arkansas going into 2022? 
Let's start with yes. yeah. Let's start with you, Jr. Go ahead. Yeah, you're asking, does it look good for Republicans heading into 2022? Yes. Yeah, I mean, the short answer is yes, and the state is only getting redder. Um, I think it's a it's critical to find, um, you know, good, thoughtful Republican leadership uh, moving into this next decade. Uh, I think now it's less about. Uh, quantity uh, and more about quality uh, because Arkansas and the party is in a position um, to certainly uh, dominate as we have this past decade um, and on into uh, the 2020. So certainly, yes. Okay, Ken, go ahead. Yeah, I, I think uh, this is this is what I've often said. You know, just here in Arkansas, uh, traveling the state for the past uh, eight eight plus years you bump into a lot of the same people in this group in the in these small groups uh not only are the groups bigger uh this past year but there are a lot of new faces uh people often you know i i, I wasn't involved you know prior to november now i'm involved now and you, you see that literally everywhere you go people that have haven't been involved in their entire lives that are now involved that are angry uh because their their own personal lives have been disturbed and uh, our our base is only growing uh here in the state of arkansas and, and in my opinion around the country all right you guys hold on i'm going to take a break go get yourself a cup of coffee from that little co- coffee maker you got there ken and uh i'm sure you've got a you got some coffee sitting around somewhere jr uh, if you got to start it, go right ahead. We'll let you have time to do that. I want to talk to everybody about Cabin Emergency Hospital. I've been telling a personal story that happened this week with my grandson, who had had uh, a surgery uh, done early this week, and in the middle of the night, like at uh, 2.15 in the morning on Tuesday, uh, my my daughter and her husband were woken out of a dead sleep by their daughter uh, who told them that my uh, grandson was bleeding profusely and there was as she said to them there's blood everywhere which I'm sure scared the living tar out of them when you're in dead sleep I've had that happen before to me I as a parent I hope you've never had to have that happen because you go from no kind of uh you know adrenaline in your system to all all of a sudden an overload you're wide awake and you're just ready to go you feel like uh, you drank about 18 energy drinks at one time and uh, it, it really gets you going but uh you know my grandson was having problems uh my uh, daughter i was talking to her last night said that between driving from the house to Cabot Emergency Hospital, which is no more than about three and a half miles, uh, he had one a, a, a huge, uh, one of those big uh, beach towels, and it was totally saturated, and it was just dripping blood. I mean, he, the blood was just kind of gushing out of him. They didn't know what was the problem. Uh, this was a real emergency that, that that they were going under, and they got there, and they got him back to the back to the doctor on on site. Remember, they got board certified emergency physicians uh, there at that hospital, twenty four seven, three sixty five. They immediately started looking at it, trying to figure out where the blood was coming from. Uh, 
they knew after a bit that it was sinus related and uh, they they gave him a couple of shots that uh, helped the blood coagulate a little quicker and then they loaded him in a house uh, an ambulance and got him to children's and then the folks at children's went in and i guess there was some work they had to do to stop the bleeding but uh, he was clotting up really badly they had uh, literally he was reaching in his mouth and pulling out blood clots and things it was nasty really nasty and very terrifying but the folks at cabin emergency hospital did everything they could do to stabilize my grandson uh, get him in quickly figure out what the problem was uh, address the problem and get him to a hospital and uh, i just want to tell you they did a great great job uh, Cabot Emergency Hospital on uh, Road 89, right there before you get to 70, uh, 67, pardon me, 67, 167, uh, right there by David's Burgers, and they're there to help you. That's Cabot Emergency Hospital. They know your emergency matters. They know you don't want to wait, and they get you back to your life faster. All right, we got about four minutes left. Let me uh, finish up with you guys about this whole thing about oil, and then we'll uh, we'll move on. David Rapson, director of the Energy Economics Program at the University of California, Davis, said that as America emerges from the COVID nineteen pandemic and oil demand increases, domestic production will need to rise as well. Quote, if we don't allow domestic production to increase in response to demand, we are going to let OPEC dictate the price. That's going to be a long-term problem, he said. It's a little odd to call on OPEC when prices go up, but it's also odd to restrict production domestically. Uh, Looking at what the White House spokesman uh, Saki had to say, she said, our view is there are steps OPEC can take. She noted that Mr. Biden's energy policies would bring the U.S. net zero emissions by 2015 and increase clean power use by 2035. The Western Energy Alliance, which represents 200 oil and gas companies based out west, predicted that the Biden administration's moratorium on drilling on federal lands would cost the U.S. $33.5 billion in lost gross domestic product and 58,676 jobs by 2024. Those numbers are expected to swell to a GDP loss of $640 billion and 343,088 eliminated jobs by 2040 and the white house don't care that should say a lot i would think to the voters uh, of uh, this country so we want to be zero carbon producers uh, here in the near future but to hell with the people who are trying to raise their families does that kind of sound like what they're saying to people jr That's exactly what they're saying to people. Um, and I think the, you know, kind of goes back to the original point. I mean, kind of wrap it all up when you're saying that you're going to, um, I mean, what they're seeing right now with their reaction yesterday and their call on OPEC is that 
they are trying to appease uh, a, the progressive caucus, right, uh, uh, of uh, Congress and those members and um, uh, with the climate change stuff. But as Biden administration's already seen, you know, the increase in gasoline and the cost is already hurting families. And so you're starting to see this sort of weird seesaw deal, right? Like that you can't have this without that. And you're noticing that when you push this, this happens. And, uh, and so I'm just, I do think that there's this, uh, it's easy to say things in front of a lectern. Um, it's hard to implement. Um, and it's hard to actually carry through when you say you care about the American people, but you're going to make it more difficult for them to put food on their table and gas in their tanks. Yep. I, I agree. All right, Ken, you keep yourself right there. JR, you as well. We'll pick it up again after the news there at the bottom of the hour. <coughs> Let's talk about what is it, $1.2 billion, uh, trillion. Uh, 19 Republicans went along with that on the infrastructure bill. Uh, our Republican senators did not. So we'll talk about that when we return here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Stay tuned. And President Trump, is he going to run again? Well, if you got questions about filing for Social Security, let me tell you how you get the answers that you need. You get a copy of your guide to Social Security from David Lucas Financial in North Little Rock. It's a 27-page booklet. It outlines what you need to know, and it can help you get even more income when you file for Social Security. If you're within five years of filing for Social Security, then get this free booklet now by calling 501-222-3315. As a bonus, David Lucas is going to give you a free customized Social Security analysis that's worth nearly $1,000 that pinpoints the optimal time to wring every nickel out of your benefits. So pick up the phone Call 501-222-3315. That's 501-222-3315 and get your copy of your guide to Social Security right now. All right, we've got uh, on the phone with us today J.R. Davis, and we've got uh, Ken Yang. Ken is out in, uh, I believe, Atlanta today, and so he's calling in, and, uh, you know, we've... We've got uh, Jr. and he never knows from week to week if he's going to be here or not, so we just agree to have him join us by phone, and we know things are going to go all right. All right, so let me ask you guys this. Let's start off this time with you, Ken. We'll let, I'll let Jr. start off the last half hour. You get to start off this half hour. <laughs> are you ready for President Trump to run for re-election in 2022, or 2024? <laughs> oh well, that seems fair to start me off this half hour with that with that question. Uh, I, you know, I personally, uh, I'm, uh, you know, I, at this point, I'm ready because I think we know how, what to expect from President Trump, and I think a lot of people want him to run for uh, uh, for reelection, if that's what you want to call it, or run again. Right. Um, but you know, he is getting on up there in in age. Uh, I, you know, President Trump is still at the very core of his being a businessman. And so if he thinks it's not good for quote unquote business per se, I don't believe he'll do it. 
I think he's just at this point, it's too early to speculate, in my opinion, because he's just trying to go out there and help a good conservative Republicans win. And, uh, you know, uh, you know, personally, I think Governor DeSantis uh, would would be a great uh, candidate. But there are a lot of good good options out there that we have. So, you know, we'll we'll see what happens. It's, uh, um, um, you know, this this type of thing hasn't ever hasn't happened in a long time where we see a, a president serve and then get reelected uh, in between another president. Okay, so what's your what's your think that thoughts right now, uh, uh, Jr. Is he leaning towards running again? You know, I mean, who knows? Outside of Donald Trump, uh, you know, I, I think that he. My assessment is, I think he probably enjoys playing kingmaker. Um, you know, he's not under the uh, the spotlight, which not saying, I mean, he loves the spotlight, but I just mean, as far as being scrutinized, you know, you're seeing the news right now, they're still going after his, his tax records. Um, so I don't know. It's, it's, I don't know what he's going to do. I, I think for the party, uh, I do think it's important for us to move forward, uh, with, with someone new, I think that we have to turn the page. Uh, and it's, and it's, again, it's not about, you know, what Donald Trump did, uh, as president. I think we've talked about this, um, numerous times, uh, ad nauseum to some degree, right. About all the things that, you know, the administration did well. Um, but I think that, you know, when you have an election, you, you lose that election. Uh, I do think it's good for the party, generally speaking, to move forward with a, uh, new standard there until that time comes. Obviously Trump is still, uh, the leader of the party. Uh, he still has a tremendous amount of influence. Um, and if he wants to run again, obviously he would, I think, you know, certainly be the immediate front runner. Um, but we have to ask ourselves the question, is that good for the party moving forward? Uh, or do we go back to where we were? So it's just, that's, that's the way I look at it. Well, Rhonda said, and we're talking about the head of uh, the Republican Party, and, and she made the statement that Trump still is the voice of the Republican Party. Coming up on the 21st of this month, he's going to have a huge, I'll use his word, huge uh, rally on Saturday, August 21st, and the uh, the theme is Save America. Uh, so uh, I got this information the other day, came into to, to my, uh, uh, my emails. In addition to attending what will be an epic rally, I've asked my team to set aside some time so we can meet backstage, take a photo together, c- together and I'll even sign that photo for you. And uh, this is going to be in Alabama on a farm, uh, from what I understand, is what they intend to do. I'm trying to pull up the story here so I can uh, get into this and talk about it. Uh, The Alabama Republican Party is thrilled that President Trump is coming to Alabama holding a rally in conjunction with our annual summer meeting We all know that there is a special relationship between Trump and the people of Alabama, and I am incredibly excited to be part of bringing him back to our state. 
It's been an absolute pleasure working with the Trump team since the end of February to make this visit possible. So he's been thinking about this for a long time. Uh, But you're right about his age. I mean, he's 78. Uh, If he runs uh, for president again, he's going to be 80, 81. Um, You know, it's... There's, there's some questions there that I think are legitimate, and we'll have to find out if he can uh, surmount those. Uh, but there are a lot of good people running that aren't like the Republicans that he ran against, uh, you know, about uh, what now? It's been about six years ago uh, and had those big, uh, uh, what was it, uh, the, um, times on the yeah. stage, you know? I mean, yeah, I think you know we had a two two separate uh, uh, debates, and, and I think that will happen again. Uh, I, I think you'll you have uh, the more moderate uh, part of our party, uh, whether it's Governor Hogan uh, in Maryland or, or our own governor here in Arkansas, that then that may run. Um, but then you know, as, as Jr. alluded to, you know, Trump Trump. Uh, likes his king kingmaker uh status um and uh the 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 democrats for whatever reason uh continues to focus on trump because they're afraid of trump because trump is more of a populist uh, type uh, uh a candidate and uh you know he he's he's still being kingmaker uh you know they made a big deal out of uh the the guy that he supported in texas uh, in that special election lost, and it was like, oh no, his, his you know Trump's luster has ended. And then uh, the guy that he endorsed in Ohio, that special election in Ohio, uh, uh, Mike Carey, uh, won. Yeah, he and won big. He won big, and it was basically crickets. It was like, oh well, okay, whatever, who cares? Uh, <laughs> Trump, you know, uh, help you know won, and so it's it's always one or the other with the with the Democrats. But Trump is still still the most most popular, um, and I think we're just seeing history. I, I don't personally. I don't believe he'll run again, uh, just because of the age and and the fact of putting putting himself through that again. I think he's a lot better businessman than that. But I know he loves our country, so he'll he'll have the support of many many Americans if he runs again. Yeah, it's kind of interesting because. Would Donald Trump Jr. run instead of Donald Trump? That's kind of an interesting question as well. He's got great well, name I mean, rec- recognition as well. well. I mean, the question is: one is is it trans? You know, is it transferable? Is the Trump brand transferable? And I've seen polls out there that you know DeSantis is up considerably uh, in a primary over Don Jr. So I just I don't know that the Trump brand transfers. And to Ken's point about uh, Democrats, you know, being scared of Trump. Look, if it had been a normal uh, election uh, and we didn't have the coronavirus, and even if we had the coronavirus, but, you know, Joe Biden was still out there on the stump. I, I think if Joe Biden was out there more and people saw more of Joe Biden and Joe Biden was forced to talk more in the 2020 election, I think Donald Trump would have won re-election. The problem is Democrats don't have an answer for Donald Trump. No, they don't. And that's what scares Democrats. I don't think Don Jr. 
uh, or, uh, you know, someone, I mean, I'm just throwing names out there that, you know, obviously have hooked themselves to the Trump brand, but, you know, Matt Gates, anyone like that, those, that, it doesn't stick. Like, it doesn't, I don't think it scares Democrats just because it's not Donald Trump. And so that's the one thing when I say, how do we move forward as a party? That's why I think it's important to find the next standard bearer. And, and if it's DeSantis or if it's more of a moderate, uh, you know, Republican, whoever that might be, the point is we've got to find an answer because Trump is, is not always going to be that. Uh, and if that makes sense. So uh, how, it doesn't it's not going to transfer. Um, I, I really don't think that just because Trump says in a presidential race, vote for this person that people are going to do that. I think that it just doesn't stick. So. Do, you, do you guys think that that's why DeSantis and Abbott are having such an adversarial relationship with the president, that they're building up name brand recognition? Sure, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's part of it. And then how do you mean, when, when you say that, you say adversarial between the two of them? or No, between them, them and Biden. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, sure, that's what you've got to do. I mean, look, when we ask about, you know, what is it that Trump's going to do and what does he like doing more, people, I mean, candidates of all, I mean, all over the country that are considering a run for president or from the Republican side are flying in to Mar-a-Lago to kiss the ring, right? You can't tell me he doesn't <laughs> love that. Uh, and and so I think that, that for DeSantis and uh uh, and Abbott, I mean, that's certainly, you know, they're both eyeing a run uh, for the president. See, we both know, we know we've known that for a while. In order to do that, they have to create a brand for themselves nationally. People have to know what they stand for, not just that, you know, they're, they're Trump guys, right? I mean, you got to have more than that for you to be successful. That stage in 2024, guys, is going to be, you know, 20 Trumpers. Who's going to stand out? You know, does that give an opportunity for someone who's not a Trumper? Uh, possibly, because at the same time, how do Americans throughout the primary season, how do you differentiate who's who's the best Trumper, right? I mean, you've got to have more than that. And so, yeah, and to Jared's point, uh, you know, I just I think, you know, we're seeing across the country, you, you mentioned Governor Abbott. And, you know, Governor Abbott has a, a, a primary opponent in, in Allen West. And I think as the more we get into the primary season, I think it will be diluted because it will be basically uh, anyone in especially these deep red states are, well, I love Trump more. And, and it's the other guy or the other girl that will say, well, I like Trump more and I support Trump more. And it's just this constant Trump this and Trump that. And so people will have to parse once again – uh, parse through that and say, okay, well, you know, Governor Abbott or Governor DeSantis or whoever's running is is more conservative instead of just instead of just just blanket. You know, I was more loyal to Trump, so you should vote for yeah. me. And right. it really it really needs to be twofold. If you want to be loyal to Trump, that's great, but it also needs to be, hey, I'm loyal to Trump, but I'm also still a conservative. I also still b- believe in conservative values and principles. Um, because it can't just be uh, one, one and done. Okay. Right. I mean, what, wouldn't it be nice to have a platform again as a party? So, I mean, that, that, that's what I mean. Like, I think that you have to be able to tell uh, voters what you're going to do and what you stand for. And, and Republicans, you know, look, I think we're 
we have to start doing that or we are in a position of, you know, being more about a personality than a platform. And that's a very difficult way to be sustainable moving forward for the next generation. And so, you know, to Ken's point, these, these, you know, uh, presidential job seekers for 2024, they've got to be able to tell uh, the American people what they stand for. All right. Let's Critical. take, I got to take our final break. And then when we come back, I'll have a final question for you guys. We've got J.R. Davis on the air with us. And we've also got Ken Yang. They're both on the phone with me, Dave Ellswick. We got to take a, a final break and then we can uh, well, mosey on back for the final segment here on the dave ellswick show don't forget about pi roofing they will take good care of you they will make sure that your roof is taken care of they will make sure that your how if you got a leak in your roof they'll find it and they will fix it and they guarantee that when they fix it it's not going to continue in any way shape or form uh on top of that if it's caused damage to drywall to your ceilings uh to your walls uh, they've got people that can fix that as well. If you need gutters, they can do that. If you need windows, they can do that. They can take care of it all. That's uh, PI Roofing, 707-3551 or piroofing.com. I talked about this story yesterday, guys, and I wanted to get your take on it because it's, I, I find it disturbing. The story has come out that the federal government has been paying uh millions of dollars to two universities to procure uh, the parts of aborted babies. Now, I've quit using the word fetus. I, 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 that takes the sting, I believe, uh, and, and, and the real, uh, you know, truth of what is going on. You know, we're killing babies uh, when we talk about abortion. And these uh, colleges are asking for uh, baby parts of uh, unborn babies from the ages of six weeks to 42 weeks. Now, when I say 42 weeks, if you know anything about pregnancies, 40 weeks is a full-term child. And uh, the government is helping them buy these pieces. I find, you know, I, I made this statement, what's the difference about what they're doing and what Mengele did for the Nazis and those guys that had the, you know, had the lightning bolts uh, on their collars. And I, I have a hard time figuring out what the difference is there. Uh, this is something, this is a story that needs to get wider dissemination. Let's go with you first, Ken. Uh, yeah, um, it's, but, you know, this this goes back to, you know, we're talking about the left and, and, and Democrats. Um, and what what they believe in, um, and you know they they are they are what they call pro choice or pro abortion or pro 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 baby killing, um, and uh, and so this just goes back into that and back into the fact that uh, they 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 continue to uh, um, to go go their route even though. Uh, you know, they they often in the past had always said, you know, sci- science um, were well, science was with them, but at this point, science is not with them, um, and and they know it. 
man, they don't care. And it's it's never been about uh, it's never been about science. It's never been about what's right or wrong. Uh, it's been about you know it's a party where there are no repercussions for the decisions that you make, and they continue to want to purchase. We say purchase. They want to purchase severed human limbs in order to do research. That's they right. want to purchase severed. I mean, let's just be let's just be graphic because this this was in the news article some somewhere. I can't remember which one, if it was one of the ones that you could have. They wanted to purchase severed heads of aborted babies. Yes. Uh, in order in order to do funding. That is what the Democrats support. That is what the Democrats refuse to denounce day after day. And, you know, J.R. alluded to this, um, you know, a few sessions ago, a few, few se- not segments, but a few shows ago. And it, it, the, the Democrats are, are pro-choice. And what we have in the Republican Party are people that are pro-life, that don't, that don't support this, that don't want this. And that's one of the most important things. When you go to the ballot box, is that which candidate supports life at conception till natural death and which candidate doesn't? JR, your thoughts. I mean, did, I, I found this story very disturbing. Yeah, I mean, absolutely disturbing for sure. Uh, there's probably several other words to go along with it as well. Let me just, I'll just say this really, really quickly. I mean, if you want to know what the Democratic Party nationally is being pushed towards, you can you, you can hear the message, you can see the TV clips, but if you just wait around long enough, you're going to figure out, oh, this is what they're actually for. This is what they're actually pushing. It's the same thing with defunding the police. You know, they can say all day long that that's not what they stand for, but then you see a clip of, you know, Cori Bush out there in front of the Capitol saying that, you know, we need to defund the police uh, as she's paying $200,000 for personal security. I mean, so again, it's, it's what we know the Democratic Party is moving towards and what they uh, what they want to adopt versus what they're saying on TV and in you know pamphlets, right? Uh, you wait around long enough, you're going to know exactly what uh, most of these individuals stand for, and this is just another one of those layers, Dave. Yep, I'm with you. All right, well, Jr., you have a good day. Ken, are you flying back today, or you got another day in Atlanta? No, I'm I'm here for a conference, so I won't be back till this weekend. Yep. Have a good weekend and enjoy yourself there. There's a lot of good food around Atlanta. Enjoy it while you're there. I'll talk to you both again on Thursday. Thanks so much. I got to get going because I got Joe and Duck coming on here in the very near future. get underway with the final hour of the show this morning we'll be talking about cars like we normally do on a thursday uh we um, have duck here we've got joe here from bumper to bumper certified service centers uh joe at joe's garage duck from duck's garage and uh, any calls from you at 
0965. You can get your your questions in as well. Duck and I just talking. Joe's just kind of sitting over there listening. Uh, it has been so hot that I just haven't wanted to cook. I do most of the cooking around the house. Yeah. And uh, I just told Linda, I said, we're going to be eating out. Now, now, Tuesday we went out. I went to Sawgrass. I don't go there very often. Uh, I won't say that they're expensive, but they're not, you know, it's not McDonald's. Let's put it that way. Yeah. And uh, we went out and had dinner there because it was our 30th wedding anniversary. And uh, I had ribs. All right. And it was good. They were good, man. I can tell you, their ribs are good. And then I had a big uh, baked sweet potato on the side. That's my kind of eating there. You like sweet potatoes, Duck? Yes, I do. Yeah? It's good for you. Yeah. You're diabetic like I am. But That's you know, good for you. Uh, a sweet potato has more calories than a white potato? Yep. A white potato's got, with the average white potato's got about 360 calories. An average sweet potato has a little over 1,000. That's why I, I don't <coughs> allow them to bring me the two-pounder that they <laughs> typically try to bring at the at the uh, restaurant. I tell them, pick something that's small. That's what I'd like to have. And the only thing I put on it anymore is, I'm, I'll be honest, I love butter, man. Yeah, me too. Uh, it, it, I don't want margarine or anything. I want butter. And butter is good on on any kind of potato, to be honest. And I bought something at the, the store the other day that I'm giving a try. I've, I've heard the commercials for it, so I'm going to see what it's like. I'm going to cut up some potatoes, put them out on a cookie sheet, and sprinkle them with that uh, ranch sprinkle they got now and bake them. i got to think that that's going to make them good. Probably. Maybe get some butter buds as well yep. and put them on it as well. You know, do that. You know, as far as that's concerned. Okay, so we got Kevin in Conway. He wants to start it off today. Kevin, what's your question for the guys here from uh, Bumper to Bumper? Hi, good morning, guys. Morning. Hey, uh, I I just bought a 2015 used Jeep Grand Cherokee, um, and behind the the gas tank lid, it says E85, big sticker E85. Now I know that. I can use regular in that, uh, you know, uh, if I hadn't, if I'd ever started. But being it used and not knowing what the previous owner used in it, is it all right just to go ahead and start putting regular gas in it? Okay, so that's a good question. It's like oil, all right. Well, you've been using some other oil. Do you keep what using what they used, or can you use something better? Well, the E eighty five. That means it's a flex fuel vehicle. You can burn E eighty five in there. But I'll be honest with you, if you ever burn it one time, you'll not do it no more. Yeah. Yeah. You got well, a crappy that's, performance. Well, that's what I read about it, too. That's, yeah. That's, you know, that's, that's what I know about it, too. But I just didn't know, if, <laughs> you know, say that owner, it's got 73,000 miles on it. And if that owner had been putting that in there the whole time, and if I started putting regular, would it? It's got, a, it's got what they call an ethanol sensor in the fuel line. And mm-hmm. it monitors that, and it actually changes the computer programming to help it run on the E85. And then when you put it back on regular fuel, It'll it'll it will gradually raise that ethanol level back up to like a ten percent or five percent, depending on what kind of fuel you put in it, and and you'll you'll see your performance come back and your fuel economy come back. It's not detrimental to it because it's a it's a computer program that you're changing when you put the fuel in there. And it may take two tanks to get it straightened back up. <clears throat> yeah, sometimes I've had to have them come in. So I put three tanks in, it still don't run right, and we have to go in there and reset that ethanol module to back to where it's supposed to be. Okay. 
All right. Well, that sounds good then. Well, thank you. No, I right. appreciate thank your you. call. That's a good. That's a good question. You know, <laughs> you don't want to screw things up, but so you have a computer inside your car that sets itself up for whatever the octane level is. Yeah, it just senses it when it comes through the down the line, and and then it's. It realizes what's it's what's there, and then it starts switching stuff around. Well, see, for instance, if you put E85 in a tank of that in there, and then you put in like regular in there, which is like somewhere around maybe possibly 10% ethanol, and you mix those together, you're not really E85, and you're not 10% ethanol. You're somewhere in between. Yeah, that somewhere cent- in the 50. That center is supposed to figure out where that is, so it can tell the PCM that ethanol content so it can adjust the programming for that level of ethanol so it's like people who order sweet tea but half and half yes yeah <clears throat> if you mix it together like that but if he'll just go back to the regular he'll see increase in fuel economy performance and everything and he he'll be a lot more happy with that than he will be running the 85 i promise you okay is, that, is, it, it, is it that bad yes and his fuel models are going to go from what i say 20 down yeah. to 13 or 14. We don't get no fuel mileage. All right. 12 (laughs) minutes after 7. Jim is in North Little Rock. Hi, Jim. How are you? Welcome to the show. Your question for Joe and Duck. Yeah. Hi. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah. Uh, 2012 Dodge Charger. It's the AC. All the little doors, you know, have been replaced. It switched there and everything. Yes, and sir. the humidity sensor has been uh, changed. But when you first turn the AC on, every time it started, it just blows hot air. And gradually, it will it will get cold and work fine. But every time you start it, it it's got to go through this. But it'll do it on one side at a time. It will switch over. And let me tell you, when that hot air blows out, it's hot. <laughs> yes, sir. Well, there's a couple ways to check that. You can look at those actuators and see if they're working properly. And there is on on the on the some of the Dodge the Chrysler products. There is a what they call a, a calibration deal where you can set them up. Okay. And I don't know if that's been done. Who who puts your actuators in? Was it a repair shop or you do it yourself or what? I had a shop put the two in behind mm-hmm. the steering wheel. Okay. <laughs> and I I did the two on the other side yeah. myself. Okay. And I replaced the uh, the uh, humidity sensor, and, uh, you know, that mm-hmm. works fine. Has anybody checked to make sure that the Freon level's adequate in it? No, I haven't. Uh, it yeah. blows very cold, you know, so I, I just I figured the Freon was good. Well, it could be moderately low, and that might give you some idea why one side of it gets colder before the other side because if it's the passenger side it gets colder before the driver's side the driver's side air is further away from the evaporator and a marginally low freon level is it'll get cold but it's not going to get as cold as it normally should or as fast as it should yeah and that thing don't hold very much freon no every time you start it it's got to go through all that mass. And, I mean, that you can't stay in the car until that, until that hot air quits blowing. Sounds like something's out of calibration. Okay, hey, so you're in North Little Rock, aren't you? Well, I'm working over here in North Little Rock right now, but yeah. I live on the east end, southwest Little Rock. 
Okay. Well, you can go by uh, Ken Sullivan out there and, and get them to check it. But the first thing I do, and, and Duck will tell you this, we do it all the time. That car comes in, got AC problem, what's the first thing we put on it, Duck? Yeah, we put the machine on it and look at it. Look at those pressures. It could be moderately low when we free on it, and it'll cause a lot of issues. I've seen them things be a couple, three ounces low, and it, it will do basically what he's talking about it doing. Now you have to remember, a slightly low on Freon, when it's 70 degrees outside, you'll not realize that. But when it's 98 degrees outside, <laughs> yeah. it's a big difference because it's an ambient temp thing. You're, it, you got one or two problems. Even if it's a, it's a little lower Freon or you got something out of calibration. Yeah, and those doors are not working right. And they're, and they're having to go through a, a check cycle to try to right. set them. It might just be to re. Just get it, go in there and recalibrate them, set them up, and get them, get them all back in sync, okay? Well, where are you located that I could, might get this done? Well, I'm in North Little Rock now. Duck, he's in Benton, so uh, if you live out the east end in that where, area. Where are you working at North Little Rock? Yeah. Uh, I'm over off of uh, White Oak Crossing. So okay. you're, right. he's not very far from you, no, then. No, he's not far from me. If you'll call the shop, uh, the number there is uh, 753-4685. Talk to my daughter, uh, Stephanie. She'll set you up an appointment to bring that in. And uh, you can drop it off one morning, pick it up that afternoon. And when we get it checked and diagnosed, we'll call you and give you a price on what's going on, okay? Okay. The name of your garage? Joe's Garage. Joe's Garage. Yes, sir. That's over uh, location. Uh, that's off of Levy, over in Levy, isn't it? Uh, it's 5601 Crystal Hill Road. Right down oh, from Hatchet Jacks. Yeah, I know where it is. Yes, sir. Okay, I'll get with y'all. Thank right. you. Thank you. All right, we'll talk to you later. We hope that we've helped you out. I know that if you take your car by a bumper-to-bumper certified service center, they'll fix things out for you. I thought it was funny that we started off by somebody calling us about a Jeep Grand Cherokee because the first letter that we had is about the same kind of car We'll get to that when we return. Right now, I want to talk a little bit about bumper-to-bumper and, and what's going on. I think it was GMCs, you guys said, that the air conditioners, been, you guys been having problems with them? Condensers. Yeah. Okay. Are the, is bumper-to-bumper getting the condensers in so yeah. that you guys can get the They've job done? They've got back in now. Yep. Okay. That's I, bought the la- I bought one from uh, Carter the other day, and that was the last one he had, and I took him three. Yeah, and get them fixed. Yeah, I took him three yeah. and, get, and swapped him out and said, here you go, give me one. Okay, now when they say Carter, they're not talking about the former president. No. Uh, they, they're talking about Daniel Carter, who's yeah. downtown here in Little Rock, is a bumper-to-bumper certified service center, yep. and uh, he can fix those air conditioners. Yeah, yes, he he's, he's, uh, he's figured out a way to put a brace on them, stop them from going down the road wiggling, and... And that's the whole problem. They don't have no brace or nothing on them. They just go down the road. And, and I've seen them. Joe has, too. We've yeah. seen them brand-new vehicles, you know, vehicles with four or 5,000 miles on them. And they come in to me, and I'll walk out, take a flashlight, and up, go on to GM. Okay, because you can see a little bit of an area where you it's see been a, leaking. You see a big round circle of oil. They leak in the same place on every one of them. Every one of that's them. That's really amazing. Yep. And and they've and they they've had this for several years. Sixteen. Yeah. And not fixing it. Started in 16. Five years. That's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Okay, so it sounds like we're going to have, like, going to sound like a big old bumblebee behind us. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's not what it is. They're working on our window here. 
uh, of the studio. They're so, cleaning it. Well, no, he's a... Uh, oh, they're re-caulking them. Yeah, they're taking care of them. They need to do that because when we had a, that big rainstorm a few months back, all the windows leaked really? all over this building. Yeah. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back with more here on the... Uh, well, we'll just call it the, the Duck and, and Joe Hour on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, back with you here on the Dave Ellswick Show. If you hear a bunch of noise behind me, it's because they're working on the windows here at the building. And we're on the seventh floor, and I don't know whether they're going up and da- or down. I haven't figured that one out. Up. They so they're going up? up? Yep. Okay, so they... They still they still have about five floors to go up on. All I can but say I'm, is I'm proud of them boys, not me. I, well, you know I'm kind of like both of you. I don't know why they're on this side of the building. Yeah, the sun's blaring and on them now because you're you're getting blasted with the sun. If they were on the other side, they'd be doing all this in the shade. It'd be a lot a lot yeah. cooler. And it was a cool breeze when me and Joe come in the door. Yep. Okay, but. You're going to have to put up with it. I'm sorry. We're putting up with it. you got to put up with it. So Here on the Dave Ellswick <laughs> Show. Wow. <laughs> so uh, I guess they're removing the, the, the uh, caulk yeah, now. Yeah, I can, I can sit here and watch it fall out. Oh, okay. It's got a little electric knife, and he's cutting it all out to get it redone. All right. But, well, you know, like I told you right before we come back on, Dave, the United Methodist Church out on Chennault, they got all three of their vans. All three of their diesel vans over the weekend. Cutting out the uh, converters. Yep. They got I saw, I think it was Channel 7, actually had a story about yep. it on television because it has gotten epidemic proportions. Uh, yes, it has. You know, they, they, they was stealing other stuff, cutting holes in gas tanks and stealing them. So yeah. now we went to stealing cats. Yeah. It's amazing. I had the, the, the dentist in yesterday. His uh, sprinter, he got an office up in Russellville, and he hauls his people back and forth two days a week. Tuesday and Thursday, got up uh, Tuesday morning and started out to go up there, and they'd cut all the exhaust off his sprinter. Oh, He's got a sprinter motor home. He hauls them in. Yeah. I had two vehicles come in with the holes drilled in the, the late model vehicle's got a plastic fuel tank, but they'll drill a hole in the fuel tank. They'll put a, a catch can under there. And they'll just drain all the fuel out of it. There's no fix for that other than replace fuel tank. Yeah. They make a patch for it, but it don't hold. It don't hold. So are they using this fuel, or are they selling this fuel? Well, they're stealing it. No, they're, they're, they're using it. it. Yeah. And they'll get a five-gallon bucket full, then they'll just let the rest of it run out yeah. on the ground. Their bucket gets full, they just let If it's a 25-gallon, they the rest of it run out on the ground. Just so everybody will know, we talked about this last hour. If you feel like gas prices have gone up, you are mm-hmm. correct. It is right now. Gas is one dollar a gallon more than it was this t- same time last year. Yes. Well, I was thinking about that on the way in. Let's just give it an example here, okay? If you have a twenty-gallon tank at two dollars a gallon, it takes forty dollars to fill it up. Mm-hmm. If you have a three dollars a gallon, it takes. $55 to fill it up. Think about that. That's 15 that. more dollars yeah. each time you fill up. I don't $20 know about, a tank more is what it is. It'd, be, it'd actually be $60 fill it up. And, and, so the bottom line, I fill up my tank twice a week. Yeah. yeah. And and oil. We just speak about oil. You know, when you service your vehicle, like I service big trucks that hold anywhere from 40 quarts to 54 quarts. A gallon of my oil just went up again since... 
uh, about the middle of February, it's went up almost $3 a gallon. My 15W40 Dello oil. Okay. And I got a letter from Angel. You know Angel. Yeah. She said it's probably going to go up again at first of the month. Angel's back. Yeah. I buy my, my bulk oil from her. Good. For my big truck. She, I was having a problem with another company. They would let me run out. And one day I was eating lunch, and she patted me on the back. And I said, you need to come by the shop. <laughs> she come by and swapped me back. You know, I'm, I'm using the same oil I was using with the other company. But yeah. She is so. But she's there every Monday morning and looks at it and orders what I need. And, you know. Because you can't do an oil change if you don't have oil. No. That's just the way it no. works. And, and it takes me about 100, almost week in, week out, somewhere around 100 gallons a week to make the week. Yeah, something to keep in mind. All right, if you just tuned in, you're hearing all that noise. They're taking. <laughs> it ain't they playing. I'm not doing it. There's somebody on the outside of the building. <laughs> they cleaned out, cleaned the windows the other day. Today they're taking out the old. Uh, grouting and and uh, I'm sure they're going to put new grouting in. They better or they're going to leak. It's going to be that simple. <laughs> yeah. What I'm saying, I'm cut out. If they don't put something back, you're really going to be. You can take a shower standing in here. Well, I'll make sure I don't lean up against the glass. <laughs> we falling out. That wouldn't be, be good because each of those pains have got away quite a bit of money. Oh, yeah. All right. Let me give you a question here and let you guys answer it. Uh, Micaiah says she got a 2002 Jeep Grand Cherokee Laredo six-cylinder four-liter. Uh, why car cranks but won't start even when jumped off and turn signals don't work? My turn signals have been going out and then completely stopped working. My car had been stalling to we finally parked the car, and when we started it again, we reversed barely and it stalled out and now won't start at all. It cranks but won't start at all. It usually stalls and starts right back, but now it cranks and doesn't turn over to start it even when jumped off. Okay, so that's a run-on sentence. We'll let you guys figure out what she's saying. Well, two things come to mind on that the 2002 Jeep Grand Cherokee to me, Dutch. One is a, a fuel pump issue, or the other one is a crank sensor. Yeah. Those are the two worst for that age vehicle. You know what I'm and, talking Yeah, and it could be either one of them. And uh, the only way she can really know it is to put it on the machine. That's it. I mean, you got to put it on the machine, go through and look at everything and figure out what everything's doing before you're going to know what's wrong with it. Well, you're looking at a 20-year-old vehicle, so right. And we, we don't have any more data than just what it is and isn't doing when you turn the key. Correct. So. You don't know how many miles you yeah. don't have any any clues at all. Yeah. All right. When we come back, we'll have uh, more questions, and I'll see if I can get these guys to give us a break yeah. for the next half hour here on the Dave Ellswick Show. If you have a question. Eight two three zero nine six five. Eight two three zero six nine five. That's the number here. So we look forward to hearing from you. Yeah, you know, what did I did I say wrong? Okay, zero nine six five. It's it, I can't even hear myself thinking right now. So we'll come back with more here and. In uh, in just a moment here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Hey, don't forget that the uh, Bumper to Bumper Car Show 
that have been set up on the 28th of this month has been canceled. And uh, we'll try again next year. Hopefully, COVID by then will be gone. All right, back here on the Dave Ellswick Show. And all the noise you're hearing right now are people that are outside the building and they're removing the old caulking around the the windows. Uh, Chuck, who is our HR guy, is uh, calling building maintenance and saying, Ixnay, you know, stop it. So we'll see what happens. Don't forget about East End Towing. Uh, No matter the situation, East End Towing can handle it. And has all the answers that you need. Whether if, if you just uh, lock your keys in your car, they'll come out and unlock it and get it taken care of. Uh, they'll make sure that, uh, you know, if you get a problem like your car suddenly just stops running because it's the battery, they'll come out and take care of that. Whatever the situation, East End Towing can handle it and they have all the answers for you. Remember that they belong to the Arkansas Tow and Recovery Board. They're licensed and insured, and they have each truck permitted to to do all of this here uh, for you. So call them. Keep this number in your wallet or keep it in your uh, purse. Don't put it in your glove box because if you lock keys in your car, you got a problem there being able to you know get them get to that number uh 501-888-8849 501-888-8849 for east end uh towing good to have uh, them along here on the dave ellswick show they do the job and they do do it right i had uh, used them a couple of weeks ago i uh, had the car my daughter's car taken over to sunny's and then they checked out a few things and then we uh, needed to get it over to Joe's to get it completely fixed, and it is fixed now. Uh, but they towed it over to Joe's and took mm-hmm. care of that for me. So I've uh, I paid for both of those tows, and um, it it didn't take them a long time to get out and get the car. They got it and 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 took it to where it needed to go. That's the other thing. By knowing the company that you're using, you know where they're going to take your car, and that's important. All right. They've stopped a little bit, so maybe we'll get through the rest of this half hour without them using the <laughs> reciprocal saw on the window. With that said, you guys ready for another uh, question? Yeah. Sure. Okay, if you have a question for the guys, 823-0965, that's the number you got to call. Uh, a 2010 Jeep Compass Sport, four-cylinder, 2.4-liter, transmission filter maybe is the... Uh, question i fired up my 2010 jeep compass yeah i know and put it in reverse it barely moved put it in uh, put it to the floor backed into the street tried going forward and back it didn't rev up at first then did but was sluggish the car barely moved but got better as i tried to go back and forth a few times after a few times the car drove mostly normal just a bit sluggish when I got up to 55, I noticed that it felt like I didn't have the top gear or two. The tech read about 4K. After about 10 minutes of driving, the ABS and traction control warning lights came on. After maybe an hour of driving between 35 and 55 backwards on backwards to main roads, it still felt a little heavy, but at 55, it was running at about 2K RPM. 
There's no dipstick to check. I didn't see any puddles where the car was parked, and it sounded pretty much normal and didn't give off any weird smells or anything. Any any answers? Well, the fact that they said the ABS lights and traction lights is on tells me it's probably got an engine light on, too. Yep. And it's probably in limp mode, wouldn't you think, Doug? Most likely. Without having a scanner and, and being able to look at it, that's going to be a hard one to call. But the fact that he shut it off and restarted it, and then the RPM's at 55 or 2K instead of 4. Yeah. Because when it's in limp, it ain't coming out of second gear. Is it, no, Doug? that's what I was going to say. It's it, it's going, it's shifting far as it's going to go, and that's why the RPMs are high. So it, he's got a problem there somewhere, and you can throw parts at it all day long, and you're probably not going to fix it without having a monitor. Test it. Don't guess. Yep. Correct. We always say. By the way, let me, something that I didn't know. Um, my daughter has a 2011, I believe it was, uh, Nissan Rogue. Yep. It was causing him problems. And one of the problems was the transmission duck. Guess what it was? It was the brake switch. Brake light switch. Mm-hmm. That was causing... I would have never equated a brake light switch and a transmission problem. Oh, yeah. Everything is tied together nowadays, Dave. Okay. I mean, everything is tied together. If something, that's like on my 2020 GMC. You know, normally you just got a, a plug hanging out the back, hook your lights up. In, 20, in late 2019, they put a module back there that runs the trailer lights. And you get a trailer that light. you plug into? Yeah. You get, a, okay. you get a trailer light messed up on a trailer, it'll blow that module. Yeah, that was real smart of them. That makes it that much different and difficult to fix it. Yes. Yeah, it you buy a module, three hundred something dollar module. Oh, I know. I bought you've done one. it. Huh? I bought one for my truck. And you didn't do anything wrong, right? No. I had loaned my trailer to a guy and didn't think nothing about it. Plugged the lights up and took off down the road and come up on the dash. There's no trailer lights, and I got out and checked. Sure enough, didn't have no turn signals, brake lights, or nothing. And It'd wind up putting a module on it. Well, if you know, if you didn't have any trailer lights, you'd be like about two thirds of the people towing trailers about around Arkansas. <laughs> it's all unbelievable to me how many people drive without tra- any kind of trailer. I couldn't light. get on I the want road to talk a little bit stopped. about your 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 trailer uh, brake module and your trailer lighting control module. Okay, if that module takes down the five volt reference wire. The truck won't even start, Dave. No. Oh, really? Really. They won't even let you get on the road, huh? You won't even start the truck. Yeah, you don't want to get to set in air conditioning where it's cool. No. These these modules are all on the same data communication line. One of them shorts out and goes down takes down that line. It can make the truck. You'll have multiple problems with that truck all because of one module. Because of all the computers that are also on that line, and suddenly they're not working. They can't talk. Yeah, somebody's missing. And when somebody's missing, they don't understand to go around and get to the other side. Yeah, it's it it it's. Uh, I mean, I I took my trailer to the shop and and found the short where the guy yeah. had had bumped the left front clearance light and it was you know bent uh, shoved the wire. It's on a little ear and it shoved it back over and cut the wire. Mm-hmm. I you know, but I had to buy that three hundred dollar module. So you had to take out the module and put a new module in. Then you got to program it. 
Then you got to go in there and turn it on and program it. Yeah, to program it, you got to go to GM. You got to buy a download from them, and yep. uh, it's good for two years for that VIN number, and that's about uh, what sixty bucks. 50 or 60 yeah, somewhere what it in that area so for that to work what you're yeah. telling me you don't only have to buy the module you got to go get the, the okay from gm to be able to program it well basically and how much does that cost it's like 50 or 60 dollars to buy the download prescription from GM. Yeah. then by the time you pay your tech to do it and all that it's usually about a 200 dollars deal yeah but yeah it was about 500 dollars time i got through with all of it Okay. They just, you know, the more complex they make cars, the more things screw up on them. Yes. And they screw up other things on mm-hmm. them, too. I run I run parts for the last two weeks, not this week, the two weeks. And I was talking to some of the people like International and Kenworth and Freightline and all them, and they said, do you think parts are bad to get today? You just wait in about another three months. Why? So they're not manufacturing them again. Well, that and a lot of them are sitting on in on the container ships. Yeah, sitting in out the those containers. Can't get in because they don't have enough manpower to unload the, the containers fast enough on the docks. That's on the right. Docks. They're on the, the they're they're because of the COVID. Well, that and people got laid off and they ain't come back to work yet. They don't have the manpower. Well, it's because government's paying them more money yeah. to sit home. That's Death it. modules. 2017, 18, 19, 20, and if you do have a 21, the death module. All it is is a sending unit goes down in a death tank and tells it how much death module in it. How much fluid's in there. And, and they wasn't smart enough to make it one whole big long tube. It's three different sensors in there. The first three-eighths of a tank is done by the bottom one, then the middle, then you got your full one. They're going bad left and right. I've got probably three or four sitting at the shop. You know what they told me at Dodge and Cummins? Made by Cummins. So I went straight to Cummins. March the 3rd. Last week, they was over 29000 on back order. Oh, my gosh. So how would you? I got a $70,000 truck sitting there. It's a 2019. It's out of warranty. It's got a little over 100,000 miles. Needs a death module on The guy's raising came to me. Here's the part number. Go find you one. So Russell gets online. He said, let me see if I can find one. So Russell gets online, starts looking, and there's a guy in um, Arizona, I think it is. Is it Arizona or New Mexico? He has five brand new ones. He bought out of Dodge dealership about a year and a half ago, and they was in it. Right. They cost me about a grand, my cost. What would they normally cost? About a grand, my cost. Okay. He wants five thousand dollars for him a piece, and you got to pay him up front before he'll ship it. You so pay him through PayPal. So the people who are wanting these, do you call them up and say, "This is the only way I can get I, them, and this is what it's going to cost you"? I called the customer. And I said, "Here's the guy's phone number. Here's how much it is. You buy it." And he said, "Well, he said a few choice Trish words, words, yeah." And he said. <laughs> I don't mind getting a vantage took of him, but I ain't getting that bigger advantage took of him. It's still sitting at the shop. All right. Let's get one more question in here before sure. we take a break. 2009 Cadillac CTS, six-cylinder, 3.6 liter. Should I get a second opinion about my transmission? I just got a, t- a, a Cadillac CTS 209 a month ago, 2009. 
I took it in after 30 days because the dealer lied to me and said there was a waiting period, and I'm being told that I need a new trans. Brought it at bought it at 156,000 miles and have only put on 369. The repair shop said there is metal in my transmission, but couldn't show anything to support that and left the level of transmission fluid blank on the report. Should I go get a second opinion? I've just recently, within two weeks, noticed a slight slip in the transmission. Doesn't really jump too much. So, second opinion here, guys? Sure. Yep. I think the transmission was bad when he bought it. <laughs> yep. Sounded to me like it was. only put 369 miles on it. Transmission don't usually go out that quick. Yeah. And it's got 156,000. Uh, that little transmission had some problems. Not bad problems, but it did have a few problems. But, you know, by them saying it had metal in it, how do they know it had metal if they didn't pull the pan off of it? Well, they just about have to, but, you know, the whole the whole deal, and, and I'm going to tell folks something here while we're on the radio. If you're buying a used vehicle, I don't care who you're buying it from, have somebody independently inspect that vehicle yeah. for you. Get a second opinion about what's wrong with it. You know, we get them in all the time, don't we, Duckworth? I just bought this, and the guy I bought it from or the dealership I bought it from said the air don't yep. work. All it needs is charge. Yep. Well, you know, that's life. That's all it needed. They had to charge it for. they sold it. Yeah, because it got more money for it. Yeah. So there, there's underlying areas here where folks are not being told the truth. But if you take it and bring it to a bumper-to-bumper certified service center, we'll inspect the vehicle prior to the purchase. So at least you know what you're buying and what you're getting. Now, this is something that I've talked to my own son-in-law about. Yes, we had that discussion. <laughs> and I just had that discussion recently because he bought this Nissan and was told, oh, it's in great shape, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, uh-huh. Uh, $2,300 yeah. later now, it's in great shape. Yeah. Now to run. And uh, he's like, well, they told me. I said, dude, they'll tell you anything to get you to sale. write the check. That's it. Yep. You know, that's what they're, you know. And I know that they... I know that there's plenty of used car places that are, you know, bona fide and 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 they're they're truthful people, but it doesn't mean that the person that's standing right in front of you is not one of those people. That's correct. So, no, because he's wanting to sell it. Yeah, you know, he he's he he needs to sell it. You know, and right now, used vehicles are premium right now. Yeah, just this week was the first week that. Uh, Used cars didn't go up in price. Yes. They, they, they finally plateaued. Only reason is because there ain't none left, Dave. Yeah, yeah. That's about the that's truth. It. Yeah. That is about yeah, You just truth. go by a dealership and look what's sitting on their yard. It's go used by, cars. You go by the and Ford. And they ain't them no more. You go by yeah. the Ford dealership off 67, 167. They ain't nothing sitting on their lot. You see that this morning, Dave? No, no. Yeah. When you go home this afternoon yeah. or this morning, look. I'll take a look, yeah. I, I know you'd like to look at that place, yeah. the name of it anyway, yeah. says you would. There ain't no cars, no used cars, no new cars, no new well, trucks. Wow. Crane out there, you know, I mean, uh, Everett out there, they've got all that parking lot. And usually you just barely can walk up and open the door. Yeah. Well, now they're about 25 foot apart. Mm-hmm. And most of they've got uh, they got some new Plain Jane work, work trucks. Mm-hmm. They've got four or five of them, but they have no other newer vehicles to sell. Besides use new vehicle, you know. So yet we still haven't gotten the chips ready yet. No. 
All right. And now GM said they're going to start shipping trucks without the, the module in them uh, to the dealers and let the dealers put them in. They don't want to play store. They got all the store lots filled up. They ain't moving, put them on the dealership lots, and then when that module gets ready, they'll then ship them the module. They put that module in. Yeah, yeah put it in, program it. You know, but it's uh, that's what happens when you you depend on one supplier. Else. Yes, and one, one and that one supplier makes it for Dodge, Chevrolet, Everybody. Ford, Nissan, Toyota, Isuzu. They make them for all of them. Yeah. Unbelievable. All right, final break. Then we'll come back, finish it up here for this Thursday on the uh, the Dave Ellswick Show. Don't forget about Pat Davis, your healthplanman dot com. Your healthplanman dot com. Or call him five zero one. 605-6935 and why wouldn't you call him uh he's going to save you 30 to 50 percent on your health insurance it can be an actual insurance plan it can be any provider that you can find in the nation they have no co-pays and if there's money left over it doesn't go back to the insurance company it goes to you if you're self-employed this is the perfect kind of health insurance if you're a small business and you supply the health insurance to your workers this will help you as well call pat and talk to him 501-605-6935 all right back with you final few moments of today's show with joe and duck let me uh, get my clock up here so i know exactly what our time we got about four minutes uh don't forget that the uh, august 28th car show by bumper to bumper has been canceled uh they've decided that it just makes sense not to expose people uh that may come out to view the cars and stuff and touch the cars and everything uh to give the chance to spread uh this uh, virus so we will not do it this year we've already got it planned for this year but we'll just replan for next year yes this way we're going to have to do it this time uh, around uh, so with that said uh, something else that we uh, need to talk about is that duck has vacuum cleaners from time yep. to time he's got two remaining we want to give one of them away uh, so if you'll call in the a230965 number a230965 number heidi will take down your information name and phone number and thing of that nature Pass it on to Duck, and then... Uh, yeah, you got to come to Benton and pick it up. Yeah. Down to Evans. Okay. Then you got to have a picture ID to pick it up. Okay, at Evans. Where's Evans at? Or do you so want me to just have them call you, and then you'll pass Just have call it me, and I'll, okay. I'll, I'll send them down there to it. Yeah, you want to call Duck's Garage. Why don't you write your number down and give it to Heidi I so will. she'll pass it on to the people who call in and win. So keep that in mind. Be the first caller, 823-0965. You can have one of these vacuum cleaners, and uh, they're really good. They uh, they do a good job. If you got a boat, it's always nice to have it out on the boat. Yep, absolutely. I got one in my motor home. Pick the sand up and stuff. Yep, and all of that. So keep that uh, keep that mind up. Somebody's already calling. There it Somebody is. wants it. I use the five gallon bucket about as much as I do anything. Yeah, we got it again. We'll do. We got one left. We'll give yeah. that away next week. Yeah, I found. Uh, Dickie Collins said he'd found two left over. Can't get them right now. Can't buy them right. You know, they can't get them to give. You know, so we can give them away. So, 
Okay. You know, we got the buckets, just don't have the vacuum cleaner that goes along with it. All right. Keep that in mind. They'll, they'll explain it all to you on the, on the phone uh, when you call you know, call in. Uh, make sure that you we, we have their number so that we can get yeah. them and a lot of people calling for it. We've already given away. Don't call. <laughs> it's done. It's finished. That's how fast it goes. All right, so guys, uh, no car show. That's a bummer, man. I was yeah, really looking was, forward to this one. Had we had well, a lot of pre-registrations? I think we had quite a few, but what, what made this, the, the decision is, you know, at the Conway Expo Center, we're inside a building with air conditioning running. Right. And that was what, that, you know, if we were outside open air, different different month or something when the weather was nicer, but, you know... Yeah, not, we're not going to be outside when it's uh, 100 degrees. No, nah, we well, can't do that. I don't want to take a chance of all my guys being there That's and somebody it. come by, give it to all of them, and then we're shut down for two weeks. Yeah, it's, you know, you know it, it would be bad for the shop owners as well as the spectators as yeah. well as some of the older folks that have cars there that are being showed. We, we didn't want to put anybody in danger of getting anybody in jeopardy. Sick. Yeah. So, so. All right, guys, we appreciate you Thanks, coming Dave. in today. We'll get back together next Thursday. I'll be back with you again on Friday, Robert Steinbach and, of course, Chris Corbett in the first hour. And then joining us at the 7 o'clock hour will be Senator Bozeman and at 735, Matt Smith. I'm going to go see Free Guy tonight with Ryan Reynolds. I'll tell you about that movie tomorrow on the Dave Ellswick Show. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 